Welcome back. This is the Millennium Beat. I'm your host, Kevin James, where I like to encourage the world one story at a time. On today's show, I have Fawn Collette. I did two extra interviews before, unfortunately, she passed away. This is part one, titled, Remember Me. It's about her devotional book that she was writing when she died, but it's also remembering her. So stay tuned for the interview right after a brief word from our sponsor. I would like to thank McLeod Painting Group of Vero Beach, Florida for sponsoring this week's show. They specialize in interior and exterior painting. They are licensed and insured with over 45 years of experience, expanding over three generations. Give them a call at 772-501-0324 and tell them that Kevin James sent you. Again, that number is 772-501-0324. Thanks for sticking around. If you'd like to know more about how to become a sponsor, please email me at kevinjames at themillenniumbee.com and I will fill you in on how to become a sponsor. You can also go to our website at www.tmb2000.net or themillenniumbee.com. So let's get into uh, the message, but first let's have a, a brief 60 second intro. the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm Kevin James. I'm back in Vero Beach to with Fawn Collette. Fawn, you opened up the doors again to me. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming. Okay. I'm glad to be here. And we got, an old, we got a studio guest, Molly. Yep. She saw her and he heard her name. So she's looking at me like, what am I going to do? So she's the cutest little thing. She's uh, What kind of dog is it? She is a multi-poo. Multi-poo. Hey, you want to go home with me? Nope, she says she says no. She's I she's going to say leave mama. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so fun. We've talked about your other things, uh, the Potter and the Dizzy Clay. We talked about the Jesus Whisper book, and you got a new one that you're working on that uh, right now. What's the name of that book? It's called The Bigger Picture. The Bigger Picture. And there's quite a story behind this, Kevin. Okay. Um, if you look at the history of the other podcast that we've done, um you'll be able to follow through with the vision that God gave us Mm -hmm. 33 years ago. Okay. And that vision was to, uh, to take the gospel to those in our own backyard. Okay. Um, we raised and trained service and support dogs for the handicapped. Mm -hmm. We took over 350 young people off the streets. Wow. And many of them lived with us for a season. It may have been 
24 hours. It may have been right. three weeks. It may have been a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends. But mm-hmm. over 20 years, um, we had quite, <laughs> right. quite an adventure with these young people. Most of them came from off the streets. Okay. Um, and just to give you an idea of how peculiar this could be, mm-hmm. um, I went over to church one morning to do something at the office, and there was a precious young lady who had been a foster child, and she must have been around 17. Okay. She uh, didn't have a family. She was homeless. She couldn't find any way to get into a hospital to deliver her baby. Oh, wow. She didn't know what else to do, so she just wound up at the church, walked upstairs, went into the, went into the office, and sat down in the middle of the floor. Hmm. And said, I'm not moving until somebody helps me. <laughs> oh, wow. She was determined. And so I took her home. Uh, okay (laughs) and that's the way god worked right and uh she was with us for long enough she was due that day as a matter of fact oh wow and she was with us long enough to um kind of give us a little bit of her background Mm -hmm. and she was crying out for help Right. And none of the churches, nobody wanted to have anything to do with it, you know, because of all the um, liabilities and all the Christianity isn't what it used to be. Right. Uh, You have to look through a uh, stack of papers Mm -hmm. to see if you even qualify (laughs) as a Christian and if you qualify to help somebody. Wow. So... I don't think that Jesus would have been qualified. No. (laughs) So it's a strange day we live in, and yet it's the day that the Lord has made, and he established us for such a time as this. We are exactly where we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to be. Right. And for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. Um, If you know your Bible... And you look up for such a time as this, you'll see one of the miraculous stories of what God did. Mm-hmm. And if you look at my newest book that just was released called The Jesus Whisperer. Right. We talked about that last time. We were here. Right. Um, you'll see many, many miracles. Mm. If Satan knew what he was doing when he crucified Jesus, right. he never would have done it. Mm-hmm. Because now, there's little Jesuses all over the world. Right. Everybody that receives him as their Lord and Savior uh, has opened up their heart and been born again mm-hmm. and accepted that he came and he lived for them. He suffered for them. He was wounded for them. He was bruised for their iniquity. He bore their pain, their grief, their sorrow, their sickness. Right. The chastisement, the punishment of his peace Mm -hmm. 
of our peace was laid upon him. Right. Laid upon him. Yeah. And by his stripes were healed. I was thinking when we opened today and we opened in prayer and you prayed a lovely prayer, but prayer is a strange communication. Right. It's one of those communications where you don't have to say a word. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And yet you're connected to the heart of the Father, to the heart of the Son, to the heart of the Holy Spirit. Right. And you're followed by bands of angels watching over you. Right. And watching over his word to perform. Mm. And the Bible says the power of life and death is in the what? Mm. It's in the tongue. Right. All right. One of the things that you've worked on, it's in your hands right now, is called the bigger picture. Talk a little bit about that. Tell us what was, what led to you writing that, where it is stand, where it stands right now, and, and then when it's supposed to be uh, street date type of thing. So, so pick it up from there. Pick it up. Um, what made you write that book? Okay. Hey, Google, what's the definition of miracle? It won't give it. It didn't hear you. Okay. Google's usually nicer to me than that. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, <laughs> every story that God gives me is a miracle. And um, this, too, was a huge miracle because... We started off with uh, one young lady that was found overdosed under a bridge, and they almost lost her. Uh, they took her to the hospital, and they were able to revive her. Okay. And she was released to us as a step-down recovery mm -hmm. program. Um, but she... Uh, had, of course, a unique story, just like everybody else. The young lady that was ready to have a baby, uh, when she came, um, she was not married. Her boyfriend, um, you know, wanted to take her in, but the parents refused. And so I basically got in touch with the parents and said, Let's put all the politics aside for a little bit and think about right. your grandson. <laughs> yeah. And think about, because they knew it was a boy, uh, think about what God, the gift God's just given us, mm -hmm. given your family. Right. And let's put our needs and our thoughts aside for ourselves and stop projecting so much to the future. Mm -hmm. And let's live in the here and now. Right. You have a grandson that's ready to make entrance into this world. He's homeless. He has nowhere to go. He's definitely your grandson. And your son has owned up to that. Okay. He's been with her and they have been faithful to each other. And they need a place. So until she has this baby, could you pray and ask God to work out the details for a season and help her to find a place for her and her grandbaby, your grandbaby? <laughs> and let's see what right. 
what we can do to um, to enhance the life of this child. Right. And so they did that, and the parents did take her in, and it wound up being beautiful. Mm. And (laughs) which doesn't always turn out that way, but it, it did turn out that way. Right. So when it comes to the bigger picture, this was a different picture, mm-hmm. but it was huge. Right. Okay. Uh, it was all about, again, God taking broken young people and helping them to find life skills, mm-hmm. helping them to find the gift that he placed in them and helping them to um, overcome some of the battles that that were laying ahead for them. Right. So um, what happened was we had an alternative school that the um, Warren County R3 School District uh, asked us to take in these young people and to start an alternative school Okay. And uh, the teachers would come in the morning from 8 o'clock till noon and work their daily schedules. If they followed through with the work that was mm-hmm. laid out for them, then I would fix them lunch. Okay. <laughs> and then all afternoon we'd work with training the dogs. Oh. And they would be trained to pull wheelchairs turn light switches off and on, retrieve, dial 911, bark on command with, uh, well, it was just amazing. The dogs can learn up to 350 commands. Okay. Now, our our dogs didn't learn that many, but we worked on animal behavior. Mm -hmm. We worked on what to do when you're angry. You never yell at or hit the dogs. Everything is praise, reward, and positive reinforcement. Right. Well, that's cool. Uh, I, I, it's the same with cats. <laughs> you know, it's, they don't like loud noises. They don't like, you know. But I have always, on my cats, I've always done reinforcements. You know, it's a good girl, good boy type of thing. You know, I pat them like... Um, like my one of my main cats is a, sc- a scratcher, and she loves scratching those little cardboard things. And and then my other one really never scratched. And the other day she was scratching it, and I so I go, her name is Bella. I go, Bella, awesome, good girl. And you know I gave her, pr- and then she went back again, you know, because uh, you know cats like have to scratch, and I want to scratch them in that compared to the couch. But yes. so dogs are, are somewhat a little bit the same, you know, they like reinforcement. Yes. And learning leadership through caring, nurturing behaviors uh-huh. was one of the reasons that we were there, is to take these young people who were broken, mm-hmm. who were homeless, mostly because of the seeds that they planted. Right. Mostly because of the seeds that were planted over them. Right. Um, who were neglected and put in front of a television set and... and um, have a good life, yeah. you know, 
And that happens to so many young people. So what what happened with this is that one of the little girls that was in the um, alternative program was one of the 10 abused girls uh, that came from family services. Mm -hmm. And they came from family services because they needed positive reinforcement. So they learned that an alpha is not um, is a leader, but he's not a leader because I'll kill you if you don't do what I want. Right. He's a leader because he's a provider. Wow. Okay. And because he's a provider, he is able to um, find shelter. He is able to find protection. He is able to train the the pack mm-hmm. that he has. He is able to uh, define where they fit in that pack. Right. What their social order is, how they strengthen each other, and how they can weaken each other. Right. And what's the response to that? All these things teach them to walk away when they're angry mm. and come back with praise and positive reinforcement. Cool. So they learn something. Um, the dogs learn something. <laughs> right. And the alternative school went from a 30 percentile to an 80 percentile. Wow. In their grades. Cool. So obviously they learned something. Right. And what I learned. <laughs> you even learned. Is that. God is so faithful. He's such a good, good father. Mm. He's such a good, good father. And a little bit later on, we'll talk about the new uh, book that he's asking me to write. Um, And it's called Remember Me. Right. And I'm so excited of all the books that I've done. This one just... Mm floats my boat, rings my bell. <laughs> right. right. And that's, so that's coming up and we'll talk about that in the next podcast. But this one, let's go back to the big picture again. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you told a little story from it. Um, can you, can you, is there anything that you can read from that? Well, um, yeah, actually, um, I can, I can tell you, let me tell, tell you me. a little bit more about it. Okay. So what happened was, um, I had prayed and I asked the Lord, um, how can I show educators what's happening? Because these kids did go from a 30 percentile right. to an 80 percentile in their grades, which was phenomenal for society's throwaway kids. Right. You know, who everybody devalued them and and therefore they looked at themselves right. and it was such negativity. But they had such gifts. They were so gifted. Yeah. So when I asked God, to, how can I show educators what's happening? God woke me up at 2.30 in the morning from a dead sleep. Hmm. <laughs> and which is against my religion. The lump dump. Yeah. And he woke me up at 2.30 in the morning and he gave me the bigger picture. I jumped up. I went into my office and I started writing just as quick as I could, mm. verbatim, 
every word that he gave me for the bigger picture. Now we had, in this alternative school, we had the A-plus honor students who Mm -hmm. I had called in to mentor some of the struggling youth because I thought that they would learn easier from their own peers than anybody else. And everyone else said, that's not going to work, and it worked beautifully. Wow, that's cool. (laughs) So I had the A-plus honor students. Then I had the um, at-risk alternative students that were at risk of dropping out if there wasn't something to keep them floating. Mm -hmm. And then I had the the third group... um, so, well, well, keep going. Don't okay. worry about the bark. Molly's here. She can say some. She's she's giving her two cents worth it. Molly, that's enough. Okay. So where are we? Here? So, um, the third group mm-hmm. was the um, we had the honor students. We had the. Uh, at, at risk students, and we had the abused kids. Okay. Those okay. Groups. And those three groups, it was amazing how the program worked differently for each one of them. Right. But just as effectively. Mm. <laughs> Amazingly that's so. Amazing. And, and that's how God does. God puts things together in such an amazing way that... Um, it all jives. It all connects. And so he woke me up at 2.30 in the morning, and I grabbed a pen and pad, and this is what I wrote. One day a worm was murmuring as he burrowed through the soil how very hard as a lot had been to press and push and toil. The ground so hard with clumps of clay that feel like moving gravel the path of such a lowly worm's not an easy road to travel. A glorious wildflower stands alone amidst the forest edge, full-bloomed with beauty unsurpassed. This pretty flower said, what's wrong with me? I know I'm pretty. Not only that, I'm smart. Why was I placed out here alone to die a broken heart? I have so much to offer. My dreams surpass this place. Rare medicine flows through my veins that could help the human race. Yet it seems I am forsaken. Birds and bees and butterflies sucking the life right out of me as I wither here and die. And as the little flower wilted, a seed dropped with her fears, encasing all within her heart, the promise bathed in tears. One night a child was pondering the mystery of the stars. Could there be life on planets like Jupiter and Mars? The child grew daily, seeking out to quench his thirst for knowledge. And it wasn't long before this child was headed off for college. An expedition followed, not knowing what he'd need. He found himself on forest floor, discovering a seed. This seed must be protected, have every chance to grow, for only when it comes to life will we have the chance to know what promises it carries the incubated dreams. So he takes some soil and samples for the laboratory teams, and they, in turn, 
and found this worm who works the soil so smooth they plan to use this rich worm's bed for the special seeds they use. Can you see the paradox, my friend? Can you guess the final phase? How a lowly worm and a lonely flower left a legacy of praise. But when their purpose was fulfilled and their fate had stood the test, new medicine was mass-produced, bringing healing, peace, and rest. And let us not forget that child who makes the world much richer when he's given room and open doors to explore the bigger picture. The worms may seem to be at risk. The flowers mirror girls abused and used all unaware that they're precious, priceless pearls. And in case you've overlooked the point or failed to see the hidden part, let's go back to the beginning, to the worm and flower's heart. Mm. It's amazing how God gives you those things, huh? <laughs> and it's amazing that you still remember, you know, he everything. He writes it in my heart. I never sat down to memorize that. No. And and it is amazing. That is a miracle. That is a miracle. I know. Uh, I wish I had that miracle. <laughs> <laughs> and we all we all look at each other and and have a sense of envy. Right. Oh, I love that gift. Mm. I wish I had that gift. But you know what? You have the gift that the Father gave you. There's right. no greater gift. Right. All right. So going going on that book, um, I can see it right now. It's still in. It's what stage is that book right now? Well, right now this book is at the printers. At the printers. Uh, I mean, so the, by not, the time not this, at the printers. I'm sorry. Publisher. At the publisher. Okay. So the publisher. What is he doing to it? He is putting this. Um, final touches on it, or he's putting the approval. final touches on it. What I did was, um, I have. Let's see. Now, is that book going to be in the shape of, uh, of the uh, like this, the uh, the Potter and the Dizzy Clay? Yes. So it's going to be. I mean, not like a cartoon book. I'm what I'm like. It's, it's color book illustrated. size. Illustrated. It's illustrated. So that's going to be just like this. But I, I had, I felt it was God that wanted me to do this. Okay. And um, so I had the illustrations uh, with the, I call it a prophetic word. Okay. And the reason I call it a prophetic word is that I had no idea, you know, uh, what I was going to write. God just gave it to me, woke me up. I got up and wrote it down. Okay. And uh, and uh, amen. So it was so like this one right here, the Potter and the Dizzy Clay. Was that is that a coloring book? Yes, I put a coloring book in the back of it. You put a coloring book. And on this it. one here will be the same, or it's the same thing. Oh, okay. here's here's this, and then the back of this is a coloring book. Is a coloring book. Okay. All of this is a coloring book, and this is actually twice the size. Because we stretched that out so that the kids would have more to. So, ba- you're, so you're basically saying, but you say stretch out. Like when I look at something like this, how it's not actually the full page. Is that what you're talking about? Being it's going to be the full page, or is it going to look like this? You know, because it's not. It's it doesn't take up the whole page. Is that what you that's mean by stretch? That's the end of it. So, yeah. Okay. So that's the end of it. So here's the thing. The the. <laughs> So that's what it's, the publishers do. The idea behind the coloring book was twofold. It was to have an activity book 
mm-hmm. for the little ones, but they are visual, and until they're uh, to a certain age, right? You know, so this stimulates uh, some of their learning capacity, some of their learning. Okay. Uh, um, what? How can we call this? Now, their abilities is, right. it stimulates and Well, their and brain develops. is still developing, yeah. so you're, you're talking. Now, as a matter of fact, their brain is developing until they're like 18. Oh, wow. And there is finally a connection that around 18 years old connects everything together. Oh. And so uh, a teenager may think that they know everything. I used to have, uh, <laughs> I used to have magnets on my refrigerator and it said to my teenagers why don't you get a job and leave home while you still know everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's funny of course i didn't want them to leave home but uh (laughs) but they certainly do feel like they know everything the point is they don't know everything Uh and yet they are given expectations okay to behave in a way that we can't even right follow up with okay as adults so going back to the bigger picture right now we said it's at the publisher and then from there it goes to the printers and then from the printers it hits the hits the market how how long does that process usually take it varies according to um any revisions uh, print, maybe it, 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 to the um yeah to the um, how they put this pr- print together. Okay. How are they going to display it? What's the best way to market okay. this book so that everyone gets the benefit? So on an educated guess, being that today's of the recording is, is Monday, May, uh, May. <laughs> I'm really pushing time, Monday, November 7th, uh, day before election day. How long do you think before this book will hit what I call hit the street, you know, before there'll be a hard copy for people to pick up. Do you think May, June, March? I mean, have any rough guess? I think that this one would probably should be ready. Um, I mean, because it's been edited, it's been... Right, so it's done all that stuff, so... Yeah, so, so I think it's going to be... Uh, we're going to be in the saddle as as soon as he goes over this one more time. Okay. Probably by the spring. So if you're listening and you want to know if the book is out yet, just check the the bigger picture by Farm Collette. I'd say by Valentine's Day. Yeah, and and this one should air probably after that. So um, yeah. yeah, check it out, and we'll. You probably will. Be, it's going to be where the other books are, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Amazon. Yeah. And um, you know, local Christian bookstores. The, the market the, our is church. usually saturated with it. Yeah, so and that that will be taken care of. So people, yes. uh, if you're listening um, and you're interested in Von Klett's um, book, she has. You know, this will be the third one. She has um, the Potter and the Dizzy Clay. She has the Jesus Whisper, and then the book that we just talked about is the uh, bigger picture. So that all will be um, from from Amazon. You know that you'll be able to get them from there. So and then locally, well, actually, you, they can get them from me. Get them directly from you. Yeah. Okay. And uh, how would that? How would they get a hold of you directly? The Jesus Whisperer. Dot com. 
Okay, JesusWhisperer.com. But make sure it's Whisperer. E-R-E-R. <laughs> right. So it's spelled, it's like, is it like the book spelt? Is that how? Yes. Yeah. So it's W, so it's the Jesus, the Jesus? The. The Jesus Whisperer. So it's W-H-I-S-P-E-R-E-R. That's it. Dot com. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so again, that is www.thejesuswhisperer.com. You'll be able to find Fawn Collette's book, The Potter and the Dizzy Clay. The Jesus Whisperer and the newest book she has out, The Bigger Picture. So, all right, uh, we're going to wrap up this show for now, um, you know, and then we're going to do another podcast that you'll hear in another week. And I appreciate y'all listening. You've been listening to the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm Kevin James. Thank you, Fawn, for uh, opening up your doors again. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. All right. God bless. This has been a Millennium Beat production. Views and opinions of the guest are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat. I want to introduce you to a new program we are starting in 2023. It's a program where people can contribute, sponsor, or become a super sponsor to help support what we do at the Millennium Beat. We are also developing a partner program to help reach our goals of reaching people. More information will be on our website, where you can fill out a form to become a sponsor or partner and make payments directly to us from our website.